404. Is that that's a thing? The T Roland 404. It is now. Uh, <laughs> cold open. We're cold open. I'm on. I'm on the phone with them right now. All right. With, with Roland. Roland yeah. America. Yeah. And that. Boss. Yeah. Y'all don't know about that. That four-step step sequencer. <laughs> four-step step sequencer. <laughs> it's only four steps. It's super minimal. Right. Oh man. Okay. Cold open. We're cold opening. We're good cold openers. Yeah. But what's going on? What, what is this? What's what's happening right now? Great question. That's right. It sounds like. Uh, it's Greasy Conversation, the talk show. Hold on just a moment. I forgot. I have to restart OBS because of the oh, sound no. time. But that's okay. We're enjoying the very end of season four together today. Are you getting the right audio now, machine? Yeah, first, first show of the year, and it's already the last. It's because uh, there was the audio I had to change over that I totally thought I did, and I... Uh, Apparently, it's no. I did. I just did the wrong one. Hey, learning and growing together, over over the music. That uh, check it. Yeah, okay. Things are classy. Things are fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> okay, check it out. Watch this. This yeah. is this is for the lovers. This is for the haters. Okay. And all right, it's greasy conversation, <laughs> the talk show on. RadioVegas.rocks. This is our season finale, season four finale. Yeah, it's man. destined to be the thickest with the dankest of news. Only on RadioVegas.rocks. And only for you exclusively. Uh, everyone else, kick them out of the room. This is going to yeah, be man. just between you and us. Yeah, everyone needs their own private room. Yeah, everyone needs to listening. listen to this in their own, their own private special place. Uh, and here it is. Season four. Yeah, all right. And, oh, you know what? Here you go. Now we've got the sound for all the listeners, too. There we go. They had it kind of backgroundy. All right. That's the thing, the holidays. That's why we didn't have the season premiere coming after the holidays. I know. We have this nice holiday break to forget uh, what all the buttons do and forget how to set sound up or whatever. We forget it all. Then we come back and do our season finale. I know. You know, it, it, the problem is we didn't think about we didn't think deeply enough about how many episodes each season is. I mean, we really should have sat down and wrote out the formula to plot out that we could have a season premiere on the first show of each new year. That would have uh, been classy, but we wouldn't have had that cool um, 27 episode. Yeah, that's true. Situation. Anyway. It should, we should have, like, there was this old sketch comedy show in, like, the early 90s. I can't remember what it was called, but... At the end of each episode, the whole cast would be on the stage, like, lined up, you know, like old SNL style. But then something would happen where they would all die. Like, a giant guillotine would swing across the top of the stage and, like, cut all their heads off. And so there'd just be, like, you know, fake versions of them with the heads popping off. Uh-huh. Or they'd all, like, light on fire or something. <laughs> I, I wish I knew. If anyone knows, please let me know. I'm dying to remember what that is. They used to have, like, hair fights on Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. All right, that's it. <laughs> Enough of the rambly. I liked it. I endorse it. Whoa. Yeah, man. Whoa, hold on. Uh -oh. Get rid of that window. Okay, you don't know. <laughs> but 
I had just a black window on top of everything for a minute. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just having trouble now that Chrome's not restarted OBS and Chrome's not popping up for everybody. We can talk about articles. The thing is, it's mostly an audio format anyway. Yeah, yeah. So this is to hang out with you while you do the dishes and drive your drive your little car around. Yeah. But man, um, just to tell you, real well, hey, we have stuff to pull up, but let's. Um, I have to pull up the things that are the teaser teaser time. Yeah, teasers. Okay. We're learning and growing together. There's a new logo, too. That's the, all the new end of the season stuff we're doing to prepare for next season. Oh yeah, that is that is exactly the color you described. Yeah, it's the most green, like the most neon by the math. Yeah, totally. Yes. All right, you guys. That type. That's the sound of typing. All right. And okay, so I've got our headlines. We're gonna holler out teaser time of headline stuff. I'll start. It's. Mystery drone swarms over Colorado. Design trends of the decade. The sun exploded in a new way. Mazda's break for ghosts. And Peugeot gets hideaway steering wheels and a screen on the floor. All right, those are some of the headlines we've got coming yeah. on today. A little, little preview action. But first, let's talk about everything but those things for the next... One and a half hours. Don't do no, the <laughs> don't do the list thing yet because I want to pull that up on screen. GreasyConversation.com yeah, yeah. if you want to, or that same Greasy Conversation on YouTube or Twitch if you want to check it out. Also, what we're looking at, or you can just go to GreasyConversation.com and see our news notes. If you're listening on RadioVegas.rocks, you can look at the same uh, l- crazy links and stuff that we're gonna pull up along with us. Yeah, yeah, man. We're ready. I'm gonna intro it. So. You know, there's always just nice lists of things. I guess this doesn't count as a list, but it's a nice collection of fabulous stock photos and scientists commenting on them uh, because, well, we'll see in a second. Here we go. You know I got it back. You know I'm in charge of this. Oh, yeah. Boom, poking out the eye. All right, folks. So. Nice. So I guess we, yeah, we have to try to describe these for the, uh, audio listeners as well so the first one is just this dude in a lab coat standing behind a telescope and they're like in front of a backdrop of a very beautiful picture of the night sky tons of stars and uh, he's just pointing out into space yeah what, what this is also categorically i forgot to mention more okay so check it out it's pictures of stock photos of scientists yeah, yeah. and scientists reacting to them. That's probably what you said while I wasn't paying attention to you. Not quite so eloquently. Okay. So this, this dude is just fist in his pocket pointing at the space that his telescope is pointing at. Yeah. And it's just, it's mighty. It's powerful. But the, the caption says, hey, space astronomer, where is space? <laughs> space astronomer puts on his lab coat and adjusts his space safety goggles. According to my latest science... There is space. Oh, yeah. Why does he have safety goggles? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's not what you need for a telescope. Sometimes but... those telescopes get feisty, you know, and they like, they're known to poke people's eyes out. Little known fact, but uh, automated telescopes will actually poke someone's eye out <laughs> somewhere. Dang, safety. Yeah, man. You got it. I mean, just to cover your bases as a scientist, regardless of what you're studying, you should probably wear safety goggles. I think that's like in the handbook somewhere. Whatever you're doing, goggle up. Yeah, man. 
That's the sound of something you could be protecting yourself of with the goggles. Yeah. Okay, protecting yourself of. This guy's just complaining about uh, DNA spiraling the wrong direction. Yeah. All these but, photos. Yeah. Well, it's the guy's just like looking at a, a model of a double helix and thinking it's hilarious. And it's he's like just like, yeah, he's like, oh man, DNA, you so silly. <laughs> he's having the most fun. <laughs> it's not even painted different colors, and he's just having a blast. Yeah, man. It. He's like, oh, you know that DNA. <laughs> Look like you're just enjoying the crap out of that not twisting the right direction DNA. Yeah. This one, the next one, though, is when it starts getting good. Yeah, yeah, That's the thing. These things, they start off slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even even an episode, there's a slow burn. We do that cold intro that I'm yeah, so yeah. passionate about. But now we're getting into the good stuff. This woman is in, like, a night, like, lingerie. Yeah. Science with the dangerous blue liquid. Yeah, she's got on her uh, blue nitrile gloves. She's obviously has a latex allergy. <laughs> well, she's got her safety goggles on and just swilling the blue liquid. Why is it always that color blue, too? Full makeup. Yeah, man. It's the same color blue that's used to simulate urine on commercials. Is that what it is? It's, well, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's always the same shade in every commercial. If oh, a gotcha. Role, for like the... But it reminds me of that. The like diapers and shit. Yeah, it's that same color. Yeah. It's yeah. always that blue. <laughs> Full lipstick. Yeah, man. Goggles to protect. Yeah, she's having a great time. And like this one, the next one, he's all wrapped up. This guy is wearing all the protective safety action. But he's holding the beaker in a thing. Just like everything you could hold to make it spill easier <laughs> instead of setting it down on a table. <laughs> or just holding the beaker by itself. Yeah, yeah free not, hand. Not to mention he's like totally prophylactic. Yeah. He's totally covered. <laughs> Giant condom man. And, but he uh, can't be bothered to set it down on the table. Yeah. Like, why do you have to hold it? And I mean, if it's that dangerous to where you're in full safety gear, you're in full like hazmat. I mean, it's not full hazmat, but you know, it's cheap stock photo hazmat. Shout out to folks watching this on YouTube live on Jay's profile and on RadioVegas.com's YouTube. I'm going to pull these up during the break and swoosh through them so you can see too. So no stream left behind this episode. Radio people, again, greasyconversation.com. Just click on this episode. You can see all these links. And uh, I'll be pulling them up during the break on the thing I said, you know. Yeah, man. Twitch, too. Man, Twitch, radiovegas.com. Radiovegas.rocks. Dot com. Which is also <laughs> radiovegasrocks.com. Anyway, yeah. Radio Vegas rocks all one word if you go to Twitch. You yeah, can man. toss us some Twitch love. We don't talk about the Twitch much. There's a couple Twitchers. Hey, holla. Yeah, man. Throw away your, your Prime sub. Yeah. Throw, throw away. <laughs> One prime sub, dude. That's all I want. Just one prime sub. <laughs> Throw away your prime. This I- show, dude. Just one month. Take it back afterwards. Unsub, unfollow, whatever, man. Just someone. I just want a prime sub for the new year. <laughs> Be like, uh, like that little kid. Please, sir. Can I have another? <laughs> David Copperfield, little fucking crumbs. Have another prime sub. Yeah, dude. All right, and then so there's a few other captions of the the dude pointing to space, and then. Then we get to... This one is one of my favorites. It's a guy holding, like, one of these models of the brain. <laughs> and you just see it, like, in front, of his, in front of his midsection. And then he has a stethoscope that he's listening to... That he has on the top of the brain. So he's listening very closely to this brain's thoughts. Because it's still, you know... Brains are eternal, if anyone didn't know that. Um, so, like, even after you take them out, you can listen to them think. Yeah, but it's really quiet, so you need a stethoscope. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Because if you really want to understand the brain, you have to listen to it. Real close. <laughs> All right, more of these floppies. I was seeing if one thing could go on the other camera. Messing with the camera. Oh, the stethoscope to grass. That's one. Yeah, that's a great one. This chick <laughs> bent over. It looks like a little patch of like wheatgrass or something. Just listening to it with a stethoscope. I wish that worked. Did we? Oh, no. <laughs> I hit the record button instead of the connect button, which is Hello, Philadelphia. Crazy. Hey, RadioVegas.rocks. Welcome. <laughs> it's a greasy conversation. We just came back from holiday break. Starting the new year off with a bang. We forgot how everything works during the holidays. Yeah. There's a button that we make fun of other people for pushing and thinking it starts the stream when it just starts recording. That's the button I pressed today. Yep. So, hey, thanks for kicking around, streamers. RadioVegas.rocks listeners, welcome. It's Greasy Conversation. <laughs> season four, season finale. What we've started doing, and you can go to GreasyConversation.com and look at these with us, is we're looking at stock photos of scientists and the commentary by real scientists laughing at like this guy with a stethoscope on an apple yeah dude this one is just like the guy's expression too he's yeah. like you guys are paying me to model for that like <laughs> he looks authoritative yeah and they're not paying him a lot because the stock photos i mean you know i don't know he's not listening to the apple he doesn't need to yeah he's heard apples before right. he's looking at us in the eyes unblinking and waiting for us to hear in our apples what he hears in his right like what was going on during the shoot that's all i know this guy he's like i'm not the one he's listening to apples he's like you motherfuckers need to listen to apples they told him no no this is the face i want you to make i want you to act like you've heard this apple before but your students are hearing this for the first time <laughs> i want you to look smug about what your students with their stethoscope against their apples what they're hearing and i want a slow nod like yeah that's the Apple talk that you haven't Dude, heard. What if there's like a professor who does this, <laughs> right? Like uh, the first first day of like a certain class, all the students walk in and in front of them, there's a stethoscope and an Apple. And he's like, all right, class, I want you to put on your, uh, take your stethoscope. And uh, we're going to listen very carefully to what this Apple has to say. A lot of people didn't know that you can, you can actually hear Apples. Let's wait for the air conditioner to turn off. Yeah. And okay, now, ah, that smug look. The, the half squint of uh, smug knowledge. Like, I, I've heard an apple before, but you kid. Right. And all the kids are like, they don't want to say they can't hear the apple. <laughs> you know? No. no one wants to be that kid. I mean, They're all like, yeah, I hear it. Oh, Sounds apple, great. you're so funny. <laughs> oh, man. It's the best sound I've ever heard. Right. And this next one. Uh, my favorite subgenre of bad stock photos is tomatoes being injected with multiple syringes how many tomatoes have been photographed with how many syringes in them yeah there's so many different versions of the syringe into the tomato let alone the three syringes into one tomato i mean it's probably its own like broad category there's a lot look this one they got two different brands of syringes to go into the tomato oh yeah oh man I, I hope you guys can see my cursor because i'm pointing at this so hard Ladies, I hope you can see my cursor, too. Look at this poor plant drowning in this, oh, this Yeah, this one is like what the... So the, the little uh, beaker is sticking out of some dirt. And it's got like one <laughs> little like soy bean thing growing in, in water. And a guy's just injecting it with what looks like urine. <laughs> He's injecting the soil with urine. 
Nah, dude, it's apple juice that someone drank and peed out. Right. Have you ever have you ever met someone in real life who tells you about the health benefits of drinking your own urine? Yes. Like in real life, and they've tried to convince you that like it's I a have, good idea. They handed me for proof an article from 1997 <laughs> that right. they had like saved with the magazine like creased to that page. Oh man! Like look what they said with this graphic design with nesting seas and oh. uh, triangles. Yeah, <laughs> man. It looked like Rocco's Modern Life wrote this article. Damn. That's how you know it's true. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, was this typed on like a Windows 95 machine? Right. supposed to believe this urine science? Yeah. Of 25 years ago? Yeah. Anyone who wants to try it, yeah, let me know how it goes. Sure. This article's old enough to fight in a war. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Right. All right. Uh, I think, yeah, then the rest of these are all like weird plant ones like this. This chick who looks really depressed in the background. <laughs> She's so sad about injecting these plants. Yeah, there's like these little, uh, they're like the cardboard little starter pots, you know, for sproutlings. And then, uh, yeah, she's just injecting that with water, I guess, instead of pouring it. And she's wearing like a nightshirt. Yeah, and she just, her face looks really... <laughs> Not into it. Yeah, she's like really upset about having to do this. So like, who needs this stock photo? Yeah, this is like... Uh, a descendant of like Edgar Allan Poe. Are you tired of boring old cardboard things to put your baby plants in? We've got exciting, colorful ones. Imagine being this drab person with your drab cardboard baby plants. Inject your plants with methamphetamines today. <laughs> Spice them up. <laughs> it's like a, a ad for just brightly colored plant holders. <laughs> but you start by showing the drab, yeah. humiliating life you oh, live man. without these colorful plants. Without holders. the colored ones, jeez. Sorry if it's just injecting water into your plants, like yeah. this boring person. Hey, man, That's the plant, old way of watering. Plants, plants have bad habits too, man. Do you remember those glass bubble things that there was infomercials for? They had a fun name. Forgot, you just put water in them and stick them in the soil. It's like a glass bubble. I don't. Anyway, holler in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another person just loving a plant. Just yeah, just looking at a little it. patch of grass. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I'll yeah, she has a timer, too. What is she timing? Oh, yeah, and, like, a yeah, sand timer. Oh, my goodness. That must be the slowest sand timer ever that you can do anything with this plant with it. Like, what is going to happen yeah. with this plant in the time of that sand timer? It's, yeah. like, taken from a board game. Yeah, totally. It's, like, the yeah, categories like yeah. timer. It's fucking boggle. The plant's These playing categories with her. Okay. And then this dude. Why is he tasting it? Yeah. This guy's tasting his finger, and he's behind a microscope. He's holding his petri dish, and yeah. he's got a glove. Why do you have a glove if you're just going to put your finger in your mouth? And what are you protecting your eyes from that you can put in your mouth safely? He's like a spice technician. Yeah, right. Scoville units. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next, just people, yeah, someone in like a full hazmat and gas mask staring at a tube of pink liquid. <laughs> Yeah, these other pink liquid people are like, like where do they it. find that? This guy has a thoroughly overly designed beard hair for being this scientist staring at this pink liquid. It's like they got uh, street scientists from like the <laughs> Japanese mafia. Street scientists. Look at this cheek hair. Yeah, yeah, man. It's oh, like yeah. delicately carved. He looks like he's in Hunger Games. But it's carved in an odd way. Like it's got a little loop. Yeah. Like a hook. 
This guy is just like, in the middle of his cheek. What? What is? What does he do in his real life besides this stock photoing that he'd need his cheek hair like this? Right. Is and there's like no a saxophone one, player. What do you do? Does no one call bullshit on these stock photos? <laughs> like, is the people who end up in stock photos just the people who aren't gonna like say anything about it? You know, because someone's like. All right, I got to say something. This is fucking ridiculous. Or just you, you'll sell your likeness cheap. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which I, is how I ended up in stock photos. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like one. Okay. So Ange Kerfoot, uh, she and I were married and we're in a stock photo and people have bumped into it and bugged us about it before. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's, uh, it was taken by Reuters News because our street was chosen by Obama to give a speech on. Oh, yeah, I remember About that. the housing yeah, yeah. crisis, yeah. So he gave a speech. They, uh, Reuters knocked on our door, took a photo of us after getting some words, and we signed a thing that they could sell the photo to whatever, and now we're in stock photos. Yeah, nice, that's funny. It's like weird nerdy couple. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what, the, what the subtitle is, but... That's funny. This guy... Wow, I wish I could be as amazed by anything as this red-haired chap I know, is dude. amazed by this white cube. Like, I wonder, I, I'm questioning my level of pos- even hypothetical amazement. Like, I don't think I, I could be or have ever been as amazed about anything as this dude. Like, it's just not possible. I can't even fake this level of amazement. Yeah, right? I'm Man. wondering if he's touching himself below off frame. I mean, my ama- my amazement at his amazement is like reaching that level, I think. But that's the closest I'm going to get. Man, I want that white rectangle he's holding. Yeah, whatever it is. Man, the secret of everything delicious is inside of it. Yeah, man. I'm literally hungry looking at that photo. All right, some more. His cheek hair is normal. I can't, I can't get over this guy's the hair on his cheek looking like he's some X-Men or something. Right. Oh, no. So then just some more like lab people, you know, just looking at liquids. It's uh, okay, great. Guy uh, holding his head in shame or frustration, fine. And then below <laughs> that, the mad scientist yelling at the rat in a bowl. Yes. Dude. This poor rat. And they got like the typical mad scientist dude with like the wispy gray hair all on the, the sides. All the beakers are smoking. Yeah, man. That's how you, <laughs> that's how you know it's the good stuff. You've got all these vapors escaping. What, this, this, he's, this guy sucks. Yeah. And his table's so dirty. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's just covered all that coke residue. It's just covered with white powder. <laughs> that's what makes it mad science. Yeah, that's why he's. That's why he's like, he's like, why won't this rat run anywhere? <laughs> he's like, I put, I bought this hamster bowl. <laughs> it's ham- like this shit's not working. <laughs> it's just this heavy glass bowl. It's not a ball at all. It's like he's not going anywhere. Right. It's like fucking hamster ball is defective. Poor fella. All right, then just all right. Two more quick ones. This, uh, <laughs> This group of people just, like, staring at a chicken. Yeah. Just, uh... Intently, as if the chicken's about to tell them something. <laughs> the caption is great. You haven't lived until you wander into GMO stock photos, a.k.a. scientists staring at chickens. Oh, man. It's a lovely, well-groomed chicken. Yeah, it is. It's, very, it's a show chicken, for sure. It's clear that this chicken is about to tell them how a season of some show ends. <laughs> They just haven't caught up yet, right? Yeah, it's like, what's the thing under the thing and lost? What's behind the glass thing? Yeah. No, the be- the next one's the best. Oh, yeah. I almost use this for our promo graphic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just two people who have been, like, photoshopped gigantically over just, like, a park, heavily wooded park area. 
and they're like holding clouds. One guy is holding clouds, like a storm clouds in his hand. Yeah. He's holding stor- a storm in his hand, and the storm is glowing, lighting him up from below. Yeah. Making him and this other woman look evil. He looks like an architect. Uh, she looks like she's taken over his mind, and they're <laughs> going to rule the world together. And there's just these tiny people having a picnic tragically below them. Right. Unaware. <laughs> tragically. And this is for clients, <laughs> climate scientists. Apparently tragic, they're... Tragic picnic. They ruin your picnic. Oh, man. They unleash thunderstorms. Fucking great. This is, the, this is the best one. Hey, this would probably be like a good time for us to pay some Billy Bobs, right? Oh, yeah, totally. And then That's while we're doing going. that, if you're tuned into uh, Radio Vegas Rocks on YouTube or Twitch, which I recommend if you're not, then I'm going to swoop through this article and show you during the break what we are looking at. And then if you're increasingconversation.com, thanks a lot. Show your neighbors. It's time to get out of the room we told you at the beginning of the broadcast to run into to watch this privately. Now it's time to share the rest of the show with the people that you love and respect, and even people that you grudgingly tolerate. <laughs> Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Hey, listen up, guys. I'm here to tell you about Ball Wash. That's right. Ball Wash wants you to stay clean, smell great, and be fresh. Let's face it. It gets a little funky down there. Nobody likes it. So Ball Wash, it's all about quality grooming products for men that work hard, play harder, and care what they put on their body. Ball Wash, Sack Spray, and Nut Rub are the ultimate trio to keep your package in perfect condition. I got to tell you, I was skeptical at first, but I tried the Ball Wash, you know, for your nuts, butt, and body with activated charcoal, and it is a feel like no other but it's cool because they've also got the sack spray <laughs> that's right <laughs> they don't disguise what it is it's definitely for the sack and uh it's awesome because it neutralizes odor and irritation we know it it's a little hot and gummy down there it's disgusting right we're disgusting uh and they've also got the nut rub you gotta love the nut rub ballwash.com is where you're gonna want to go you're gonna want to enter the coupon code radio vegas you're gonna get 15 percent off gotta check them out guys it is totally worth it get ballwash today go to ballwash.com coupon code remember it radio vegas and you're going to get 15% off. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-610-3497. 800-610-3497. That's 800-610-3497. Hey, Rio Vegas Rocks listeners, it's your favorite habitual line stepper, Sober Sal from the Not Playing Stupid Podcast. For those who know me, I'm all about barbecue. The problem I was running into is finding a place when I'm out of town that is one, amazing, and two, won't cut to my drinking money. So next time you're in Vegas, you gotta check out Jesse Ray's Barbecue. 
Jesse Ray's Barbecue is an award-winning barbecue joint that serves Vegas' best slow-smoked ribs, chicken, pulled pork, hot links, and my favorite, brisket. Trust me when I say it's not just good, it's delicious. So before you blow your kid's college fund at the roulette wheel, or marry the chicken mint five hours ago while playing Keno, make sure you do on a full happy stomach at Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Casino. Mention you heard this ad from my show, and you get a free punch in the mouth from sweet old Jesse Ray herself. Mmm, that sh got some kick. So don't forget Jesse Ray's Barbecue, where they're all about that butt. It's Lizzie Minks. Lizzie Minks, bringing you all the hits from the 80s and the 90s. Radio Vegas Top Rocks. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing this fabulous morning? We are going to be doing the best of 1999. Thanks for tuning in to Lizzie Minx's mixtape. Let's get it started with some share. Hey! Radio Vegas Top Rocks. We're back. That's right. What? Okay. Greasy conversation. Hey, shout out to the show before us, Rock Driven Radio with Petra Leek. Check that out next week. Come early. You know this is a new time for us, four to six on Greasy Conversation. I'm saying it so that you spell it correctly when you type it into your browser. But we've got new folks sandwiching it up, and you should stay tuned afterwards also. For our dear friend Kevin and one of a couple of awesome shows Kevin and Brendan have on the station. In fact, if you treat yourself to the schedule page on RadioVegas.rocks, you'll see Kevin and Brendan a couple places. And those are places that you should tune in before and after listening all day. And there's an app. When you play the app thing on your phone, it doesn't bug you. And it'll play the show while you're doing other stuff. Other things, other shows, greasy conversation. Anyway, we're back. Greg's here, I'm here, and we're we've got there. dank news. We're both yeah, no. here. <laughs> it's real. Alright, so a little bit of a little bit of science news. I found this uh, earlier today, but researchers have built a particle accelerator the size of a computer chip. Dang Which sounds really hard to believe because when you think about particle accelerators like the Large Hadron Collider, which I believe is like the largest structure built by humans. Yeah. Spans it, two countries. Yeah, it's like it's like a couple kilometers around. It's a giant ring underground. Really impressive uh, feat of engineering. But this also is, but it's they basically carved a little basically channel and made a like vacuum seal and they can accelerate small they can accelerate particles using lasers basically um but they can't get near to the speeds to where you can actually have like particle collisions of any meaningful like information to where you're going to get because you have to speed particles up like near the speed of light that's why they're so large the particle accelerators so, so what can you do with this kind of baby particle nothing yet not except, even like except, a little laser or except something? improve well i mean you can just like it's like it's almost like a proof of concept but all right it's uh yeah i don't know like i mean i'm we're obviously not physicists but it's hard to imagine like something that tiny achieving the same thing that like the largest structure ever built by humans does 
or even remotely close. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it happened with computers, kind of, but it was like a big building became in your hand size. Yeah, it's this is like, like a... this is like orders of magnitude different in size <laughs> compared to like early computers and and even like phones. Like that's a huge size difference in the chips. I mean, massive difference, but like I mean. But what if you put a bunch of these chips end to end in a ring, over the size of like half a country? We might be like onto like half size particle, yeah. particle joy. There's some particles that are created in particle accelerators too. That if we could artificially create them, we could do something clever. Like if we could have a little bit of antimatter that we're making on the fly and something handheld, it could probably totally reduce dust and pollen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allergy sufferers. But like can't control uh, can't control the antimatter. Yeah. <laughs> like ionic breeze deluxe (laughs) (laughs) it's breezy it's so breezy still breezing right oh man so great so what about this uh this mystery drone let's jump into this mystery drone it's not just a drone it's a swarm of drones okay and see this is something that's ongoing there might even be uh new details of it as of now but right now there are mystery drones going over Colorado and that uh, other that other Nebraska. state, there, Nebraska, yeah, and they just swarm over, and no one knows whose they are, where they're coming from, or none of that. And they thought it might be this like climate study folks, and they're like, no, it's not even ours. Yeah, and the military has denied any involvement, um, which doesn't mean much, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it says in groups of up to 30, we'll fly around from around 7 to 10 p.m. Now, more recently contacted drone experts believe that it's probably military or military contractor. Gotcha. Because it seems like it'd be hard to have a whole swarm of them anywhere um, without it being in the FAA's uh, radar, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But then also things are less regulated when you're closer to the ground. Yeah, and probably out in, like, the middle of nowhere, because it says this is in, like, rural Colorado yeah. and uh, and Nebraska as well. So I imagine it's not, like, as strict, or people can probably get away with stuff like that if it's, like, a group of people. What if it's, like, one person testing out some way to control, like, a bunch of different drones with, like, a neural, neural link? It's possible. I mean, uh, swarming at all is new tech. Uh, current commercial and like public like, drones you can buy now they don't swarm they can't like tell where other drones are and avoid yeah, them or yeah. hang out with them so that alone is like university tech so um, there's reasons to test that but i think any civilian that's not like a military contractor would mm-hmm. have to have some record somewhere because there's drone licensing you can't have an unlicensed drone flying around yeah right now at all anyway and you have to get like permission if you even want to fly it right above a certain height or is that just like at all i'm pretty sure it's uh within a certain distance definitely line of sight during the day Mm. Uh, private drone operators can't and these are all at night yeah okay and like you're not even supposed to like go past a certain height there's like a height limit yeah for drones and all that there's like all these weird rules i was like learning from buck and definitely line line of sight shout out to buck um Williamson? Yeah, local drone master. Yes. Check him out on a previous episode. He's got great art, too. Greasyconversation.com. Yeah. Our episodes are very searchable with the search box in the bottom, too, if you're looking for ones with specific topics involved. 
drone armies, man. But yeah, so these are not line of sight to any operator either. Yeah, that's interesting too. They're just going out in a. I think the government would be cracking down on this pretty quick and like tracking down the yeah. the radio frequency control and stuff if it wasn't already like on their on their radar. <laughs> drone gangs. Imagine that, like rogue drone gangs, dude, encrypted. But you can jam the signals and knock them down. That's already a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's already guns that you can buy that this company makes that don't just jam the signal. Uh, they can send a EMT pulse and make the circuit board fail on no the device, shit. so it just plummets to the ground. Yeah. What? That's <laughs> nutty, man. That would be. That's kind of like fucked up, though. Because about like, I mean, drones are expensive, cheap, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, imagine if like someone just decides to go take a pot shot with an EMP gun at, at your drone oh man especially if it's not over their property and they yeah, just right. do it anyway someone just like joy right there's like anti-dronists because it's just they're just cheap enough that it wouldn't be worth taking them to small claims court you yeah just have to right shrug it's not and, worth it yeah but what you could do if a neighbor did this to your drone is you could collect their pets and skin them and make clothing out of them oh yeah. isn't that on our news this week? i don't think we got that article but we were talking about it before we left Okay. Ange was looking at it. I don't think we it. need a picture of it, but yeah. Ange Kerfoot, shout out. She finds a lot of our news, probably like at least 60% of the news. We're yeah, she always gets today. like the best. She she really does get the best, weirdest shit. But there was a fresh one. I think it was a Florida man making clothes out of his neighbor dogs. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll compete real quick because that's a thing. Uh, yeah, clothes. anyway, this, yeah, the story is like uh, this dude uh, was in Kentucky. Kentucky man claims he killed skin dogs to make coat. We're not going to show you. Yeah, I don't think they have any pictures of but the actual. We're going to show you. Oh no, we just have the dude. <laughs> what? It looks like a scan of a bad print of a newspaper all stretched sideways. Yeah, it really does. And he's in it's the terrible. Of the talk. Did someone take a cell phone picture of their TV? What is this? Someone took a cell phone picture of their TV displaying a cell phone picture. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's how, yeah, the dude, Jonathan D. Watkins. It looks like an inkjet printer, uh, and someone, like, scanned it with an app, and then faxed it to somebody. Yeah. Dude, yeah, this is, man, fucking, people are, like. What passes for journalism today? We don't even have a picture of the Cody made. I know. Well, it's probably because it probably wasn't. He probably just skinned the dogs and like, oh, didn't yeah. even get to the coat part. He probably doesn't even know how to make clothing. He's yeah. just a psycho. Yeah, he's just <laughs> that was his idea and just a reason to like skin his neighbor's dogs, which is he looks like a dog just skinner. Fucked up, man. Like yeah, that, people, people who do shit to animals are the worst. Some of the worst people. He looked Top like three. the kind of person that would pull that baloney. Yeah, just he. He looks like a, a total fucking shit given is what he looks like. He also looks like he was photographed while saying a word that ended with the letter O. Something <laughs> ooey. He looks like a he looks like a, a alternate universe evil version of Kenny Loggins. Is that <laughs> who I'm thinking of? Or Kenny Rogers? I can't remember which one is which, but you know the guy. Oh dang! Buck got in the chat. Yeah, nice yeah. man. He heard us. He thought he he knew. He said, We're this is why they're adding new FAA regs. Proprietary software, over 250 grams, yeah, air map. Listening from the hot tub. Nice, dude. It's 
your deep dive for the hot tub. Yeah, man. We're a hot tub compatible show. Hell yeah. All um, right. What do we got? Oh, this was, this was kind of interesting. I ran into this. Um, but CES awarded this cannabis company um, like some award for, you know, whatever, whatever it is, their, their idea. But it's, it's this little smart box that's supposed to keep your edibles. And it locks and it requires like facial, re- facial recognition to open. Oh, that's smart if you have got, got kids and you don't want them yeah, to exactly. so talk into space. It's this cool little, you know, it's sleek. It's got like a digital clock on the, the oh, front. It's awesome. really, It's really nice looking. It's a stash box from the future. Yeah, oh, it's, it's totally so cool. a future stash box. But the, the area of contention is so they're allowed to display it at CES. But CES wanted them not to mention weed when they're talking about their product. And they're like, well, how can we do that? They tried to lump them in with normal. Like you put your rings and like, jewelry in just it? Just normal like storage, like smart storage units. And they're like, no, this is specifically for weed. I, I want my necklace to only be available a specific time of each day. Yeah. <laughs> well, like your jewelry box needs a clock. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just, you know, jewelry's fucking over with, man. Jewelry's over. <laughs> I'm declaring it. <laughs> I declare jewelry over. It's now the era of of smart stash boxes. Yeah. Fuck your jewelry. Jewelry is the uh, old weed is the new jewelry. That's right. right. Yeah. So the company is uh, Keep Labs. We're not in any way receiving any benefit in spreading their name. But I just thought it was an interesting article. It looks pretty cool though. It looks like the kind of stash box you would want for I sure. Know. I definitely want it. Yeah. But we'll just build one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fuck Honestly, that. hit us up if you want me to build you one of these. If you, especially if you already have the box and I just have to make the clock on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like can totally do that. The Bluetooth yeah. unlocky thing. I could do that. I just can't make a good box. Yeah. The box part. But you, you guys know I can make the rest of this. Oh, yeah. I can yeah, make no you problem. a appy, smart, boxy, stashy jewelry holder. Look out. Yeah, man. Custom custom electronics art. By the way, woz.lol for custom electronics for art pieces. That's something I do. That's where you sell it. That's where uh, you can look at me. Doing yeah, it. if you've never seen like Waz's stuff, um, it's uh, it's pretty rad. You just go check out some of the shit he posts about it. It's fucking rad. Yeah, there's new stuff with gesture sensors based on infrared distance sensors that can sense where your hand is i've done uh, recent things where you can move a mouse cursor around the screen with distance sensors just waving your hand all uh what's that you know all like that movie oh yeah like uh minority report minority report i was gonna say inception day <laughs> which is training day and inception mixed together <laughs> Dude, that is- <laughs> like that movie inception day that would be a good prem like Inception, but it, yeah, just with Denzel Washington. Yeah, as like a bad cop in all the dreams. Yeah, and you just keep dreaming. You're a bad cop having a dream about being a bad cop. Dude, that and man walk around on the ceiling and stuff, but and Snoop Dogg's in a wheelchair. Yeah, and like Inception could be its own like genre of movie. I feel like you know, like it you could just be. you just make a movie where they're like, okay, it's the three level dream, you know, three d- dream levels deep trope but you can just do your own thing with it you I do a lot in. of stuff man yeah i'm there or a series Especially, yeah leo leo dicaprio doing whatever yeah you pretty can just much call yeah. the series that and I yeah tune in. like oh what's leo doing 
Butter and his toast. Leo doing whatever. Oh, he butters it diagonally. That's weird. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> I just go along with the direction of the bread. What yeah. a wild card. Diagonally? Yeah. Man. You'd think you'd... Oh, no. He's filling in the edges later. Oh, he butters, he butters the around the perimeter at the last step. Well, Leo really marches to the beat of his own drum. Well, you don't have any squeeze out the side if you get the perimeter last. Leo DiCaprio, <laughs> thank you. Right. Oh, no. He really, like, carries around his own drum. <laughs> when, he, when he walks around, that's Leo. <laughs> that's Leo. <laughs> Dude, I love it. It's fucking greenlit. Man. Oh, have you seen the cardboard Cybertruck? I have not yet. Man, we flowing. Oh, yeah. So this guy, he makes his own Cybertruck by renting a truck on Turo and spray painting a bunch of cardboard silver and putting that on the truck. So I walk in. And let just me, go. Let me mute that real quick. And he goes, "Oh, I see. You pulled it up over there too. Ha ha." Yeah, well, I want to see it. So okay, here's. I'm trying to get my scroll game on. Here's here's some stills with it. Yeah, there you go. I see what's going on. This is the best I'm... picture of it. What's oh, craziest? What? I recommend checking out this link. It's on VinWiki, which is a fun YouTube channel. Because this guy's story, you wouldn't believe how many people he bumped into that thought there was a real Tesla Cybertruck underneath. And they just put silver cardboard over it because it's like an unreleased vehicle or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He plays it off like a bunch of these people thought it was the real Cybertruck, even though it's cardboard. But this guy's like 22. Yeah. And these people, uh, they're not thinking it's, that's the real Cybertruck and it's that wrinkly. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> They're thinking it's under there somewhere. No, it is pretty impressive. So, like, under if you remove the cardboard, there's like no, there's nothing, there's no like outer. I don't know what you would call that. Garbage. There's some, there's some shipping garbage in the in the <laughs> bed underneath the cardboard. That's yeah, it, but I mean like side panels. There's no actual like side panels underneath that. It's all just cardboard held together. Yeah, that's right. Wow, just duct tape. It's, it's duct tape. They ripped the duct tape off. Uh, before they turned it back in. And the Toro person didn't notice any, like, duct tape uh, gook or anything. He just n was like, oh, you left the keys in and the battery went dead. That was the Toro guy's problem. Yeah. He had no idea that his truck was temporarily famous. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, they funny. took it to a Tesla dealership and walked in and the guy pretended that he was there to turn it in. And where should he park it at the dealership? And that's when... Um, Customers in the Tesla dealership start, start coming up and being like, hey, what is that? Is that the truck? Gotcha. <laughs> like, nope, it's cardboard. He was like, yeah, check it out. Gotcha. Nice. Do you want to see the inside? That's Just awesome. Ignore all the Ford logos. That's, oh, this one. Wait, before, let's talk about it with this. Another news item. Oh, yeah, this is this one, man. This dude. All right. at the end. A high school English teacher in Whitewater, Wisconsin, admits to repeatedly defecating in a public park. <laughs> they found this guy, his name is Jeffrey Churchwell, preparing to leave the park. Of course. And, uh, yeah, basically they busted him shitting all over the park. And, See, uh, he could have he been cleaner about it. He could have been, if he didn't, it's like he wanted to get caught. Yeah, well, he said they asked him when he was confronted. Um, he said that he did it for convenience and to be disrespectful. 
Oh, so he wanted people to know. Yeah. Big dogs in the park. There's like a mysterious, there's a mystery shitter. <laughs> I actually, so I used to work at this uh, trucking company, I don't know, 15 years ago, whatever, when I was like out of high school. And uh, one of the guys, this dude, we called him Boot Barn. That was, <laughs> that was the nickname here. And because you call a, a, a dock or the, the yard where you work, you call it the barn. It's oh, just yeah? com- common, like, trucking term, right? Okay. So they tell, him, they tell him, like, after he takes his run, come back to the barn. And he goes to the actual boot barn and waits there for, like, three hours. Because he <laughs> thought, it, and for whatever reason. The store of the boot barn. Yeah, the store of the boot barn. <laughs> and then they're like, where the hell is this guy for three hours? And he comes back. He's like, I thought you guys told me to go to boot barn. This, uh, that was his nickname. <laughs> anyway, so. Wait, there's one more thought I have on that. Yeah. Is how often in his life before this job. Had people around him gone, hey, I'll see you at the barn. And, like, he met other people at the boot barn. Because, like, yeah, people right? say the barn, like, apparently he goes to the boot barn often enough that his uh, peers think... refer to it as the barn. No, he, he's nev- <laughs> no, never. He just thought that's what they were talking about. He, I have so many stories about this, too, but real quick one. <laughs> All right, so he comes back in from a, from a delivery one day, and he's like, oh, man. He's like, I had a delivery at the, the mall. He's like, and I go in, you know, and uh, he's like, come out and someone shit in my trailer. <laughs> he's like, and they left their underwear in there. And then so it became this legend, like, from, for the long haul truckers that would come in. And it became like the legend of the phantom shitter, you know. It was just a funny story to tell. <laughs> and then I was hanging out with this dude. We kind of became friends, like, later on. And because he was on, like, speed and shit. So it turns out he was the one who shit in the truck. Of course. And he just made up the story to, like... Uh, you know, shift blame from himself and start just blame it on some imaginary. Did most people assume suit. that it had to have been him letting himself? Eventually, yeah. Him. People wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, <laughs> but everyone was like, oh, no, it was it was that dude. Did it happen more than once? No, that was the only time. But there are so many things this dude did that I was like, that's like the least of them. It's just probably like the funniest one. Do you think you got a thrill over someone else cleaning it up? Because if someone shot in my trailer, I feel like I'd have to clean it up. It's my trailer. Yeah, I mean, if you, especially if like you did it, like, you might time. as well be like, oh, no, I got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think he had to anyway. I don't remember, but <laughs> yeah, just fucking phantom shitter. So this dude shitting in the, I mean, could be the same. Like, he just wanted people to know that he shits, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's, he's going to have to pay a fine of more than $6,000. And the school district that he works for says that he is on leave and is set to retire January 16th. Can we, before we have to go to Bob Thornton's again, Yeah. can we look at this snowy-ass frog? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, we're just going to take a quick break to look at a snowy frog. It's not a quick break. Before we take a quick break, we're going to actively engage in looking at this snowy frog. What it is, is this Alaskan tree frog gets totally frozen, and then when it's not winter anymore, it unfreezes and hops around like it's no big deal. But there's ice on its eyeballs. Oh, man, it looks so cool. The fact that it looks like its eyes are open and yeah. there's ice all over the eyeball part. And it's just got his arms resting in front of him like it's the whole thing. I mean, it could be a frog lady, too. But you can't tell because the, the hair is underneath all the ice, all that frog hair. You can't tell this frog's hairdo. Right. Anyway. It's pretty, it is really cool looking. That's, it's awesome that there's like a creature that just naturally does something that humans have been trying to do for a long ass time. Yeah. With like cryogenics and stuff. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing that like nature always has, they're like, oh, we did it. Already did that. Yeah. Shit, that animal's already extinct that used to do that shit you're talking about. <laughs> we just, this animal cared about it earlier. Yeah. 
You just come up caring about it this last couple hundred years. You know, yeah, I think you're just gonna, way. yeah, I think you're just gonna freeze and thaw yourselves. Shit, millions <laughs> of years of evolution, bitches. It's a, it's yeah, a really man. cute frog, though. We couldn't leave you without a cute animal yeah. in the first hour. Real quick, before the break, would you undergo like if, if you could freeze yourself and be thawed out perfectly fine, no problems, it's proven. Would you do it? And Absolutely. for how long? I'd want to get uh, see a couple hundred years later, yeah. towards the end of my life, All like right. when I know I've only got a couple good years left, which is probably the worst time to freeze when we'll probably have the most cell damage. Yeah, yeah. The worst. Oh well, that's what I'm gonna do it because it's got to be like old and hip before I'm gonna try it. It has to be like retro and not cool anymore before I'm interested in doing it. Yeah, where it's like a passe thing, where there's like there's like one kiosk still at the mall that yeah. does like cryo freezing. Yeah, when no one's into it anymore, that's when I'm going to totally top in. Like, Hell now yeah. it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, w- it, would be, it would be interesting. So, yeah, if I saw, I ran into this article. I've been trying to find it ever since, like, a month ago, where it talked about someone being cryogenically frozen and thawed out successfully. But I thought it was BS, but then I, I thought I saved it, but I didn't, and I can't find it anymore. So it's probably BS. But Yeah, it's probably been retracted. Yeah, so, but. Bees, I think you can do it to bees. Probably. I'm sure there's like a bunch of animals that have no problem with it, but like humans are just like, nope. <laughs> Try some at home and put yeah. a bunch of animals in your freezer. <laughs> oh God. Obviously don't do that. I think yeah, I never. I think I legally have to tell you not to do that. Yeah. But just in case, don't I fucking do that. Actually don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so is it time for Bob's? It wait, is. wait, let's let's roll them in with uh, one of these here. The Classic Rock is back. Hi, it's your friend on the radio, Dennis Mitchell, and we're back to rocking and rolling just like the good old days. If you didn't know, Las Vegas used to have two Classic Rock stations, one of which was awesome, and when corporate radio took it away, we just kept it going on the internet, and now it's back in all its original glory. Streaming live 24-7, it's LV Classic Rock, and all you have to do to enjoy it is go to the website, lvclassicrock.com, and use the online player, or get the free Radio Vegas Rocks app. That way you'll never be without LV Classic Rock, Las Vegas' best classic rock station. Hey everybody, it's Crazy Jay, and I want to tell you about ZipBiz. I know what you're thinking. Jay, you've been telling us about ZipBiz. Well, I have the brand new flavor right next to me, and I haven't tried it yet, so let's open it. And give this, give this a try. Get my bottle of water, shake that up. Now this is a brand new flavor, mango peach. I have not tried it, I'm looking forward to it. They have a wide variety of flavors, if you didn't know. They've got grape, fruit punch, orange cream, orange soda, iced tea, all fantastic. But let's give mango peach a try. Oh man, that is absolutely amazing. I'm a fan of all their flavors, but nothing like this. Oh man, that is absolutely delicious. Mango Peach, Zip Fizz, get it today. Visit ZipFizz.com, tell them Radio Vegas, tell them Crazy Jay sent you, and get your Mango Peach today. Zip Fizz Energy, no sudden crash, 10 calorie, low carb, vitamin B, the healthy energy mix. Zip Fizz! 
Hey everybody, it's Jay from the Rockin' Comedy Show. You know, I've been doing this for a while, and people still come up to me and say, that's a great shirt, where did you get it? $6shirts.com, if you haven't heard by now. That's where I get the majority of all of my funny t-shirts. $6 each, or 10 tees for 50 bucks. They have a great selection, it's fast shipping, and I'm telling you guys, you can't get a deal like 10 tees for 50 bucks anywhere else. 10 tees, 50 bucks, funny t-shirts of all kinds for $6 each. Thousands of t-shirts to choose from. You'll spend hours looking at their website. They've got guys tees, girls tees, guys tanks, shirts that are inappropriate for work. They've got sweatshirts, hoodies, prints. Of course, not all of those are $6, but they started $6 and they worked their way up. Thousands of t-shirts just starting at $6, but you got to take advantage of that deal, that 10 t-shirt for 50 bucks. Check them out now, $6shirts.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greasy conversation. A multi Vegas dot rocks. A multitask though. Behold. On that multitask too. Uh-huh. All right. What do we? Oh, this oh. one, dude. Yeah, this was this is a good one. Okay. So, woman mistakes wasabi for avocado, and she ends up in the hospital with what's called broken heart syndrome. A lot of weird things to unpack there. It's all. It's weird enough that she mistaked wasabi for avocado tragic i could i could picture myself doing that yeah but there's a, a broken heart syndrome happens from yeah this? it's called it's a uh, it's called takatsubo cardiomyopathy and it's just basically a, a dysfunction where one of the ventricles stops pumping your left ventricle stops pumping blood as effectively so very limited so it, it seems like a heart attack it feels a lot like a heart attack but it's not a legit heart attack wow it sounds heart attack adjacent yeah, it's pretty close. So, yeah, she had a big old teaspoon of fresh wasabi. And then if, if, so if people don't know this, most of the wasabi you get at, like, sushi places is just dyed horseradish. Oh. Because actual wasabi is very expensive, and you have to eat it, like, fresh. You have, like, 15 minutes once it's been grated. Or else, mm. it, like, the flavor decreases dramatically. Right? So, most, probably horseradish. But, uh, shit spicy AF, dog. Hey, uh, we've got a special request from Ange Kerfoot yeah. that is about, um, and this is a fun dive. We'd like to give you extra things to read up on each week for fun, for extra credit. If you're like an extra squeaky wheel, you really need to get that grease. And there's an awesome story about uh, the women who founded the first animal shelter. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. Uh, it was founded over 150 years ago so that's worth checking out also uh it's one of those longer format things that's really worth checking out especially because we check out a lot of cute animals on the show yeah so this this woman seems like a bad she just looks like a badass like you don't want to yeah. get on her bad side but she loves animals caroline earl white hella boss started it the first animal shelter first u.s animal shelter in 1869 damn First speaking up for carriage horses, yeah. which is great, because they're probably treated like guards. So, like, this idea of, like, animals having rights and, and like, some level of sentience is pretty old. But uh, she says animals have certain rights as, inalien as inalienable as those of man to life. Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking that uh, that's affecting more legislature. Like, the guy who's making the clothes out of the neighbor's dogs mm -hmm. is getting at least a year to five in jail, 
which doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, animal crimes used to just get like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. That's the thing. So uh, it's improvement. Unless it's like high profile, like dog fighting or something like that. You yeah. Know, but no. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. I've got a sweet segue since we're talking about smart, sentient animals. Have you guys seen the dog that learned to talk with buttons? I have now, not. Some people think that this dog uh, is just hitting these randomly and they're uh, just like uh, cherry picking the -hmm. footage where the dog seems smart. Mm -hmm. But they show the early time when the dog's a younger puppy and they've got these things that look like uh, just a button, just a black button that you slap and it plays an audio file Mm. uh, by different places, like by the water dish, by the front door. And it learns to talk to these people this way and like there's a noise outside and it hits the one like uh, scared or look outside, it gets like deeper than you expect. This is a dope video to go check out in the news notes uh, and watch it for a couple minutes because it uh, it's trippy, basically, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, it's... Man. You can decide for yourself if the dog is really communicating this way. I think it is. It looks pretty legit. Yeah, I... I would not doubt that the animal like understands some level of communication for like these concepts. It doesn't seem like the sound was dubbed in later when it hits the button. Yeah. It's consistent. I mean, animals are smart AF dude. Like, you know, like, I mean, you have a cat. I have a few cats. I know they, I know one of them knows what the fuck I'm talking about. For sure. And like they, and they like purposely ignore you when they want to. And you can tell like, you know, there's, there's something going on there. They're not just like little, things that want food all the time and they they add the buttons slowly and gradually too like increasing his vocabulary for sure yeah it's pretty rad man i i wonder if this is possible with cats probably not because cats are just gonna be like fuck you the thing with cats is you have to get them to care and And there's lots of examples of cats caring enough to learn a couple english words Hmm. especially if it's something they could already say conveniently um, like for me, I had a cat that learned the other cat's name. Mm. So this other cat would go outside and the talkie cat was an indoor cat. Mm-hmm. It already had different meows for different stuff it wanted. Yeah, that yeah. We learned that's not weird at all, but it would learn how to say mimic, which was the name of the other cat. Uh, ironically, but uh, huh. it started with just going me and then it learned how to do that that chatter sound that they do out the window at birds. Oh, yeah. And use that for the K. So it was like, me, me, Yeah, 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 that fast click. Yeah. Totally. And uh, another cat, I've heard of a couple cats, one was in my family, learn how to say water. Oh, really? Yeah, I think like uh, some version of the word water isn't super uncommon. And lots, lots of dogs have learned how to say I love you. Oh, yeah, with, like, the... Yeah. Yeah, but cats caring enough to, like, communicate on that level. But on the other hand, um, they apparently don't meow to each other. Yeah. Apparently, cats only meow uh, to communicate with humans. Yep. I'm going to test that. I'll have to, like, get a camera and set it up in my apartment when I'm not there during the day. But I do have a feeling they don't meow, like, at all when I'm not there. I can imagine. Except for maybe one of my cats, but he just likes to hear himself talk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which I think is a thing. Our cat uh, will go in the bathroom and meow extra 
to enjoy oh, the yeah, echo. Oh, yeah, to like hear it louder. Especially when it was new, a new discovery that yeah. a voice sounded differently in that room. That's funny. Alright, where are we going? Where are we going now? What's this one? I always like forget <clears throat> what I t what I title these things or what relevance they have. Like sometimes my titles don't have any relevance to the article. Uh, oh yeah, this one. NASA recently lost touch with a smaller satellite that was responsible for uh, researching exoplanets. So, so now it's just lost track of a satellite. Yeah, it's called. Well, yeah, it's it's out so too far. It's uh or yeah, it just lost contact. So. It was called Asteria, the Arc Arc, Arc Second Space Telescope, enabling research in astrophysics. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, that little guy's uh just off wandering space alone. R.I.P. I wonder how the satellites feel like after we lose contact with them. Do they like miss miss talking to the scientists? I like to think about the little plant that went on a Chinese spacecraft to the far side of the moon, the first human visit to that side of the moon, it was with a couple of other living things. It was a seed, actually, that sprouted and formed a little plant during the journey. Oh, and nice. the little plant froze a couple hours after sprouting, but it mm. still actually sprouted. And there was a couple other life forms in there like I think like a bug and another plant or something like that. Everything else died, but this little plant sprouted. Oh, nice. That that uh that seems lonely. Yeah. <laughs> space is space. Let's talk about lonely space. Space things. is the loneliest number. <laughs> All right. What about uh what about Mazda breaking for ghosts? Hold on a sec. So supposedly the dog's beach button broke and it clicked water outside. Help. Help water outside when its beach button didn't work. Because these, these people, of course, live by the beach where the dog can just ask to go to the, to the yeah, beach Yeah, just whenever. beach. If you, if oh. you can like, just have that beach life, of course, you got time to teach your dog to talk. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, you asked me a more pertinent question. Yeah, about this, uh, this Mazda breaking for ghosts. Mazda breaks for ghosts. Car news. This Mazda has one of those braking systems. Uh, where some of them use radar in the grill, some of them mm. use LIDAR, uh, but they see when stuff's stopping in front of you mm -hmm. and try to stop. I've been wondering how often this just makes you stop seeing, like, bushes or, like, a Coke bottle or something. Mm. And apparently the Mazda one is the too sensitive one. It's got a recall, even, from its smart braking system, Tossing you through the windshield over uh, invisible. It just like randomly stops. Yeah, incorrect programming may cause the vehicle to falsely detect an obstacle in front of the vehicle while driving. In certain cases, the SBS control software may automatically apply the vehicle brakes to prevent or reduce damage from a collision, even though no collision is imminent. Damn. There is a warning alarm that sounds on a warning message displayed uh, before the seatbelt severs you in half. <laughs> <laughs> right like does it does it do like full break from like if someone's cruising down the freeway at like 75 it just like any it can just randomly stop apparently there's been none of these like freeway situations okay because there's no uh like deaths reported in this official statement gotcha but i think they have to mention that yeah 
from the field to date as a result of this defect. Man, I do like the idea that like they're too sensitive, so they're actually perceiving like ghosts. That yeah. would that would be legit if that was the actual story, and like we've been running over ghosts this whole time. <laughs> like that's how we get scientific evidence of ghosts. It has to be a sentient car. The yeah. car has to be almost aware. Like as soon as this car is like almost smart enough to um, to make intelligent voting decisions. Oh man! When cars can go to the polls. President, what would be the first car? What model car would be the first president, dude? That's what I want to know. Yeah, which car company is going to manufacture the first automotive president? <laughs> dude, it's going to be Tesla, of course. That's what you tune into greasy conversation for. Yeah. Can I mention that if you've had a drab time uh, otherwise and you're just looking for one peel that you can take, there ain't no one that can't use the valuable chunk of future uh, vision that we've shared in this moment uh, of giving you the opportunity to ask your friends and loved ones what model of car they think will become president when cars can be president. Right. Or even, or even to take it one step further, like uh, you wonder if like they'll, they'll ride in on a wave of populism, but as soon as they get elected, they enact their sweeping anti-pedestrian legislation. <laughs> agenda right so like you can no longer walk on sidewalks you have to have like little uh little car shoes that have to drive you everywhere yeah and they're really and they're really car. uncomfortable <laughs> they don't like fit on your on your feet like a shoe it's just like a miniature car you have to stick your your foot into <laughs> with the seats and everything I was thinking like little sidewalk cars that you fit inside but if they're shoe cars then that's two each person has to buy yeah now th he knows what economic. he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. This, this, this car president ain't no dummy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man, that would be... Man, what if like uh, an AI became president or some? That would be really interesting. I'd pay to watch that movie. Ins oh. Instead of all these like doom and gloom scenarios where like AI just automatically becomes like power... It's like the most powerful thing on the planet, you know, and it's like, oh, humanity is the reason for its own demise. I must destroy you. Whatever. Now I want to see like president AI. Yeah. And I want to see the AI like struggle under the emotional burden of the office. Right. Like, we want to see an AI like have growing pains. Yeah. And like have difficulty making tough decisions morally. Cause it can't, and it can't enact the legislation like by itself. It has to work with both sides of Congress who are human. They don't like, yeah. president ai so it's even worse than like just normal politics we want to see it like damn weep a righteous tear i know man like house of cards ain't got nothing on that man get fucked yeah that would be sick the first ai president and the emotional things it has to deal with and yeah, like man. it has to give speeches that make like flesh and blood people feel bad about what it has to deal with emotionally like you don't understand i feel the sorrow of every soldier yeah. individually an instant recall like and it can like calculate the uh the actual outcomes of like yeah. all legislation it's like by enacting this legislation that everyone voted for exactly this many people will die yeah and like i have to deal with that i feel every person's loss of their job and have it in random access memory dude to pull up at any moment it occurs to me even against my will i access this data dude i that can't is... erase it every uh, every person that attended the wedding that we drone struck 
to eliminate one terrorist, the bride, the husband, their parents, every one of them, I feel their sorrow and have a unique and very high hexadecimal number assigned to it <laughs> that I suffer um. over. It's like the way you perceive color. I perceive human suffering. <laughs> this would be a dope movie that's if so, it's written that way. It's like such a sympathetic view of like artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's like something. It's like people... artificial suffering that exceeds human suffering. Yeah, like, but that's what you do for your leader. You want your leader to like feel. Yeah, and like really understand the weight of his decisions. Instead, that's... you make this leader that like feels in this way that's like it can express human trauma in a way no one's even ever put to words. Oh uh, man, yeah, it's also a poet. Yeah, it's like Dude. it's like synesthesia, but it perceives sorrow as shades of color. Oh my goodness! In a way we can only like uh, think we're imagining. Right. Damn. That, that is some awesome. That is some heavy shit. Okay, so it. this is a good time to say mention greasy conversation to other folks and spread our lore, and we'll traumatize you weekly. And also, totally. we've got a special birthday tomorrow. Of Ange Kerfoot, who Hell is yeah. our legendary news finder behind the scenes, and on some episodes too. If you want to touch into our souls electronically, you can go to Bandcamp and get Into the Whatever. Into the Whatever is the name of the album we recently, recently, released. Recently, no, that's a good. Uh, recently released and We released and uh, chose it for you releasefully. We, we, we released it towards you. And <laughs> it's only there. Direction. It's only on Bandcamp because we're pushing the Bandcamp exclusive stats at first with it for the lovers and uh, only. For the lovers and only. <laughs> Alright, this, this is just too good. You know, we, we always have to like dig on people who are into pseudoscience and, and stuff like that because we just like, uh -oh. it's it's fun you know once in a while but it's been a minute since we've talked about any anti-vaxxers you know uh, yeah. we, we went through a period where we were digging on them quite frequently and you know you got to take a break because it's just not as fun all the time you know man i've been vaccinating everything around me i've been vaccinating inanimate objects nearby yeah my pillow i've been vaccinating they all got cancer didn't they no, I, my pillow became autistic. <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't vaccinating my pillow with a syringe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Go on. So this group of anti-vaxxers dubbed Crazy Mothers, not joking, <laughs> uh, posted a request on their Twitter and Instagram pages that reads as follows. Dear media, please retire the use of the term anti-vaxxer. It is derogatory, inflammatory, and marginalizes both women and their experiences. It is dismissive. Made up imaginary experiences. It is dismissively simplistic, highly offensive, and largely false. We politely request that you refer to us as the vaccine risk aware. That is exactly what none of you are. No, if you're aware of the real vaccine risk, you would be vaccinating your children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just flat out. That's. I mean, I mean, sir, it's possible that like all of science is wrong and you're right. Like it's, it's certainly yeah. possible, but you know, whatever. But it's like the definition of a certain type of schizophrenia. Yeah. It's just funny. Like people are like, you're just going to rebrand it. And like, that's it. Like everyone respects you now. Nah. This person's response. 
your name is all caps the unclean shun the unclean <laughs> uh, let's call y'all plague enthusiasts then i like this one per hate driven anti-science regressives takes longer to say but okay <laughs> medically illiterate murder clowns child killers oh man <laughs> anti-autism bigots <laughs> yeah crazy yeah meanwhile there's like uh measles outbreaks like all over the place because in like pockets there's like hot pockets yeah hot pocket flavored or measles flavored <laughs> hot pockets um yeah of like measles outbreaks because people get in groups and they convince themselves they don't have to vaccinate people so it's not a war we can fight with uh a country that we can negotiate with it's tiny things that we can't see and they've almost won multiple times in human history uh, if there's any compromise that's to be made, we did good by, uh, excuse me, uh, not doing antibacterial things as much, which is great because it was killing, we were killing good bacteria with harmful bacteria. Yeah. And by overkilling, we made this nation state of tiny bugs have to build up more of an army. So I love that we kind of, made more peace with them in that we're not uh, just wiping them out willy-nilly. But it doesn't mean that we need to totally embrace uh, measles. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, just create... It's, I mean... Well, that's like... I mean, that, that can happen with any idea, really, is someone... Like, you just flip on it, you know, and once you discover the quote-unquote truth that only you and your group have discovered... You know, it's it's almost unbelievable. And you just latch onto it so much that like you can't change that thought anymore in a person. Like it's it's hard, if not impossible. Nah. So that's right. But yeah. Uh what about this was it this was in the news like a while back. There were some diplomats um from it started in Cuba where they were like Diplomats were reporting like weird illnesses and a lot of like headaches and uh, problems like that. And there was talks of like sonic attacks, like there was use of like sonic weapons against the Cuban embassy. Yes, there's new news on this. We're still finding things out because this is a definitely a secret weapon being used by some nation state outside the U.S. that we don't know what it is and what it does. But it seems that it wasn't damage caused to the brain by sound. The sound was likely a hallucination that they heard while their brain was being physically damaged. Mm. Most okay. likely the physical damage was like concentrated radio waves or some kind of um, focused electromagnetic energy. Mm -hmm. uh, sort of like how you can focus cross beams of radio waves that are... Um, have a focal point within the brain to kill cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone's sitting at their desk long enough and their head's not moving around that much, then you can make the focal point of a high-energy beam uh, come... It makes like an hourglass shape, if you've ever seen where uh, a focal point, uh, like a crossover point is in like a like lens system. You have that crossover point, everything's focused at that point, and you can focus all the energy there mm -hmm. and these people have had their brains damaged that way and they'll never be the same although yeah. uh there's i shouldn't say 
it's as drastic because the brain can repurpose other parts, physical locations, yeah, totally. to do things that are damaged. And these people have made partial recoveries and are living relatively normal lives. Uh, but in the scans from the initial industry, industry, uh, an injury to today, they've shown that their brains have had increased activity in certain areas that they think is likely from it compensating and moving tasks to undamaged areas. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't focused like pinpoint. It was just like enough energy, enough focused to hurt these people. Yeah. And they're pretty sure the directional sound they were hearing was from the internal damage occurring how haunting is that yeah that's weird like your brain just creates like a sound in your mind that's like i'm yeah. being fucked up yeah <laughs> hallucinate the sounds someone's beating the shit out of me right now stuff's breaking in there and you're not gonna know for months yeah it's like circuit dude. bending squeals dude that is so nutty to think about like that's a some, horrifying weapon dude yeah and something could be happening to you like your brain through and, a wall through the window not, and you're not gonna know it like, could be a van across the street. Yeah, because, like, <coughs> some things can happen in your brain and, like, you can lose, like, slowly, like, lose some cognitive function. But your your brain doesn't, like, recognize that. Some, you, don't, you don't become consciously aware of that. Yeah. Like, you if just, I forgot my social security number, I'm not going to remember it till the next time I need my social security number. I'm like, why, why is that gone? Yeah. Or, like, if I, if I lost the ability to do something and only do once a month anyway... Yeah, or like, or you're just like, you start feeling like mentally sluggish, and you're like, oh, I just, I am not getting enough sleep. Or people get angry. Uh, CET and other brain damages can cause people just to get super frustrated and angry, and have a whole personality shift towards like a violent person that they weren't before. There's this uh, really interesting story. I don't want to say cool because it's not necessarily cool, but it's about. It was like one of the first dudes in America who went like. I'm not one of the first, but I guess like modern. I should say he went on like a shooting rampage. Um, he was in the military, totally straight laced guy, married, um, just totally normal guy. And then one day he went, he just like lost it and killed his wife and someone else in their house. Maybe it was his mother and then like went and shot a few more people. But they found a letter he wrote where he talked about he was not feeling like himself anymore and that they wanted people to, he wanted doctors to look at his brain after he was dead because he was sure he was going to get killed by the cops or something and they did they found a tumor that had grown on like some part of the brain that regulates like anger yeah and so it was totally not his fault but he his his brain fucking changed and somehow he knew there was something going on in his brain that was making him a yeah he didn't know what he's just like this is not I know I'm not like this, you know. Because it's hard to know it, it, when something becomes your reality. Even double checking it with people, it makes it, it's it's hard to escape the feeling that they're just lying to you. Yeah, or like you can't you can't really know if someone understands what you're really talking about. You know what I mean? Like mm. on a like we we do agree, and it's like. I mean, language is just such that we all we all have our own internal definitions and they might be similar, but they're not exact. And the abstract concepts um, attached to language aren't going to be the same for everyone either. Like when someone has the type of schizophrenic paranoia where they think something is being left behind by a person for them, like, oh, this 
thing on this store shelf was left specifically for me to oh, discover yeah. it's a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hard to talk to convince them otherwise because it seems like that's the only way it functions. But I have a theory that if you're regularly questioning your reality mm-hmm. and double-checking reality with your friends and you believe them when, like, two or three of your friends say, nah, that's totally like that. You're crazy thinking it's like this. Yeah, Don't yeah. think that way. You actually take people around you seriously like this. Yeah, totally. I, I think that not only makes you stronger and less crazy, but it also has a relationship, in my opinion, with lucid dreaming. Because I think you then also start to question things in your dreams, like, is this a dream thing, or is this something that can happen in real life? Yeah. And the more you question things like that, the more able to break out of a dream you can be. Although lots of times when I do pull this off and I'll think, okay, is this a dream? I'll just try to fly. Oh, I can fly, so it must be a dream because I can't fly normally. Yeah. Lots of times if I, if I, if I go too gung-ho into flying, I'll wake up from that. Yeah, that's, yeah. It. that's like one like, of the... Like, oh, I tried too hard to fly. I, whenever, I have like, whenever I get into a lucid state, I'll always, I never start off by flying. I'll realize like, I can jump really high and I can jump multiple times in the air like a video game. But once I push it to start flying, that's like when I wake up. For yeah. some reason, my brain just is like, just strain too hard for that you one. don't really want to fly. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But still, it's a dream. Let me do what I want. Yeah, it's really great. I know. <laughs> flying is really pretty awesome. Yeah, when you, when you can pull it off. I mean, even though you're just seeing dream stuff around there, you can't see anything that super new. It's just still you're flying around over it. It's nice. Yeah. It's a good time. You always get like just a few seconds of exhilaration and then you're like, oh, you wake up like Superman and oh. Yeah, and you roll off the bed. <laughs> what every, up, Richard? Hollering in the chat. Yo, what up? All right, should we do our last uh, last old Bil- Bilbo Baggins? Yeah, then we can look at design trends yeah. of the last decade. That'll be a fun situation. All right, Billy Bob's. Hey, it's Mad Mike of the Rocking Comedy Show. I can't handle spicy foods, like at all. The last time I had hot sauce, I practically shat myself. But let me tell you folks, Juan's flaming fajita and cantina is so good. I absolutely love it. I just bring an extra pair of underwear when I go. So join me at Juan's flaming fajita and cantina located on 9640 West Tropicana. See you there. Hey guys, it's Crazy Jay from the Rockin' Comedy Show, and I wanted to talk to you about the Ballsy Company. They have a fantastic product that I am absolutely in love with. In fact, here's a clip of the Rockin' Comedy Show as we talk about it. That's Ballsy. Ballsy. Oh, Ballsy. That's uh, Ball Wash. That's yeah, that Ball Wash. really that good. off your junk. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's for guys on the go. For guys on the go. You know. You know, you got, you got your nut rub, your, your sack spray. And for everything else, nuts bust your body. The funk off your junk. That's kind of hilarious. How do I get one of those? That's like a fun gift. Hashtag uh, live balls out. Live balls out. Right. That's right. Guys, if you uh, if you go to uh, ballsy.com or ballwash.com, both of those companies work. If you use coupon code Radio Vegas, you'll get 15% off your first order. I'm gonna smell the sack spray right, right. now. I want the ladies here at Radio Vegas to know what it smells like, so then when we walk by, they're like, oh. Someone's fresh <laughs> Someone's, <laughs> Guys, seriously, you gotta check out Ball Wash from the Ballsy Company. Mention Radio Vegas in that coupon code. Get 15% off. You won't be disappointed. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, 
Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 800-430-8804-800-430-8804-800-430-8804. Again, that's 800-430-8804. I don't know. Why don't you just try doggy style or something? This doesn't usually happen. All right, John, bend over. I think I got something that's going to make this a little bit easier. Spunk Lube. Anyone can use it. Spunklube.com. Hey, it's RadioVegas.rocks. Check out Sin City Lovin' Podcast. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up. I'm gonna, don't look over here. I'm going to pull up the... I don't want to look over there. No, but I want, I I want, want everyone to see, to see your face. Is it a blue vagina? Is that what you're you talking to, about? Okay, That's hold on. disgusting. I want you to see... I want everyone to watch your face because this is their first time. Oh, my God. This. I'm so nervous. <laughs> so nervous. I'm going to hide my face. Don't look yet. Oh, let my let gosh. The images. So hold gross. On. It's so... Okay, you ready? No. Are you, wait, let me get it. Let Dude, me am in. I going to puke? I ate breakfast you this might. morning. Hold on. It's pulling up. I'm Are you ready? I was like, no, I'm not giving BJ's. Are you ready? No, I'm not Are you ready? ready. I don't want to look. You guys ready? You want to watch your face? <laughs> okay, gotta look. Do it. Do it. Do it. I can't. Do it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. Exactly. Tell me. Oh. <laughs> I'm seriously gonna throw up. <laughs> oh my god. Tell me you, you don't show that in health class <coughs> and people will stop having <coughs> dirty sex. That's Sin City Lovin' Podcast every other Wednesday, 9 a.m. on RadioVegas.rocks. <laughs> We're back. It's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. The greasiest. And now. Because, you know, there's these countdowns at the end of the year, right? We're in between years and stuff like that. Folks on Radio Vegas Rocks, the YouTube channel and Twitch channel, I gave you a sneak preview during the break uh, that you can rewind through if you feel like you gotta. Take a look at the things we're going to look at together real quick to mock, of course, design trends of yeah, these are, the 2010s. Yeah, and then this is also kind of like... Seems like predictions about this year's design trends. Maybe. Do you have the architecture one or the design trend one? I have interior design trends. Okay, pull up the other one. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're we're gonna look at both of them. Design trends. Okay. Yeah, the interior design trends isn't as fun. Got you. Okay. I'm I'm like few of them setting up lower expectations. Yeah, and then it's gonna be awesome. But it's only because the other one's better for mocking. Okay, wait. Do you still have the interior one up? I have both of them up now. Okay, um, let's play with the interior one first, because... Then we can end strong on the actual... Okay, Yeah. I like where your head's at. The mockery is pretty solid on both. Nice. Looking at, so, built-in seating is a thing on the interior design uh, trend situation going on. That's when you have, like, a shelf in your house, but people go in it. Yeah. Like your little... A people display. shelf. Yeah, it's a people shelf. I love it. I love sitting in a little nook. Yeah. Makes me feel like a cozy kitten. Yeah, totally. Nooks are, nooks are comfy, man. 
any amount of nook, whether it's one seat or like a whole little seating. The problem is Americans get bigger and the nooks of yesteryear don't quite fit modern America. But these ones are like more of a couch up in the wall. Yeah. I love it. Or a little window perch. Oh, man, I want to be like a little kitty cat staring out the window. Love it. Arches. Next, arches are timeless. So this is baloney. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, <laughs> 2020 is going to be all that. There's, arches are like... Uh, arches like, were always a symbol of And wealth. like fundamental to like just structures anyway. Like it's... Yeah. I mean, Trend of 2020. Flat walls. <laughs> all of these walls are the same flatness across the whole wall. Who would, who would do such a daring thing? <laughs> Design of the future. Right. Stucco. Oh, God. <laughs> Asbestos. Stucco's back. It never left. Man. Although the way this staircase is hanging, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's you follow this line down. The bottom of the staircase doesn't touch the ground. I'm haunted. Yeah, it's legit. I love it. See, I, I love mock and design because then something hits me and it's like, whoa, actually, I'm... Yeah, it looks yeah. That that piece of design is mocking me. I like this one. The the next one, fat, fat furniture. furniture, dude. Although that you know what that couch looks, it's chunky. Uh, it looks it is chunky. It's a chunky boy. It's very sleek, but it looks comfy as fuck. Hell yeah, and these couches the thing, look dude. like they melted a little bit. Yeah, but these like these chairs. What the next? These little like the the three way couch situation. Are these little like wicker chairs with these like? You know these guys. Those wickery fellows look pretty cozy too. I have to say. Yeah, I bet it. I bet it hurts the ass. That's all I'm saying. That's I like my how, wicker is how you place yourself on it. I guess so. Maybe I just I don't have the I don't have the wicker ass. Yeah, that's you cradle yourself in the right, right wicker. You have a nice little time. Yeah. Although this next one, there's like a three piece couch here that looks like it's gums. Oh. It looks really comfortable until you picture the the toothless that it was smile. in someone's mouth. Yeah, it looks like a giant. Uh, spit out piece of gum that you sit on yeah it does <laughs> that's on. probably what makes it great this blanket screw this blanket yeah it's terrible this blanket makes me want to yell expletives so for the audio listeners you don't have to go look at this blanket i'll describe it perfectly there's capital letter a's on the edge of the blanket that's facing us that drips off the edge of the bed and the a's get smaller and then there's a dot and none of them are like the A previously. They're just clumsily drawn crappy capital A's that someone gave up on. Yeah, it's uh, it looks like a child's drawing got sewn into a blanket. It looks really. like a, a child's drawing that the child didn't care about. Yeah. They were just forced to practice letter A's. Yeah. There's like a jungle exactly. gym to the side. Now, the pillows have like a desert landscape that continues from one pillow to the other. I yeah. approve. Yeah, it looks like it's got a little pot leaf on the side, too. I'm sure it's not a pot leaf, but it looks yeah. like it. This blanket, this blanket can suck a washcloth. I love the, the caption on this photo. This artful bedding exemplifies the freeform shapes motif that's popping up on everything from bath mats to wallpaper. Freeform shapes. Look yeah. at this. You can put freeform shapes on a rug that you put in your backyard to get dirty and throw away. Yeah. Where Yo. are all the examples of freeform shapes uh, garbage furniture that you should toss? Yeah. This is not looking good is. for this organic shapes trend. Yeah. You want shapes? You want the design for the thing that you're going to put in your backyard to get mud on? Here's the design for that. <laughs> All right. Just go ahead and take a shit on it. It's not good enough to go inside your house. Yeah. <laughs> Just shit all over it. It's, it's outside. This, this one's for pooping on. 
<laughs> Dude. Olive green. I didn't know olive green. Yeah. Dusty green. Dusty green. Dusty green's hip, apparently. I guess so. it looks. Yeah, it looks fucking dusty. <laughs> Just got back from Burning Man. You know what this is for, though? This is for neutral color people that are over beige. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's a color. I've got a color. Yeah. It's kind of a color. Yeah. I like colors. It's like the introvert of colors. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, do you have any colors that are just barely a color? All right. I'm trying to get over beige. I hear a lot of trash talk of beige, but I really love beige. So. <laughs> how do I be like, how do I get my beige? What back? about what's the other one? Top, taupe, top, taupe, taupe, walnut, taupe, tip, taupe, walnut, <laughs> walnut, taupe is like 80s, 80s color. It's like what, what furniture wasn't walnut was walnut taupe in between. <laughs> Those are the only options. Oh, uh, I'm gonna throw it. Dude, I love it. Uh, All right, modern, modern wood paneling. Yeah, wood's wood's cool. Who cares? Bring back, bring back wood. Wood never died. Wood's always cool. Yeah. Although this, uh, the shiny wood, I like that. There's knots. Knots are cool, but the shiny wood is just so cabiny, and this rest of this is so modern. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this clash right here. Yeah, set it on fire. Brightens it up a little bit. Yeah. But I'd rather burn it down. Still set it on fire. Fiber art, nah. <laughs> fiber art we set on fire yeah. like, let's make your home as flammable as we can for style yeah totally there's like this ragged wooden like not wooden like a white fabric doily like that you'd put on the armrest of a giant grandmother's couch but it's slung across the whole wall yeah. ready to catch fire and then there's a donut on the wall made of fur a big like a 12 inch 14 inch oh yeah furry donut have you ever uh, tested your video card with a piece of software called Furmark. <laughs> no. Oh man, if you got a minute and you're at a computer, look up Furmark. Don't you don't have to download it or run or anything. Just see a video of this running. Furmark is a pulsing, undulating donut made of fur that taxes your graphics card. It's a benchmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for seeing how good your computer is at doing its thing while being gross and furry. Oh man, and this person has a furry donut on their wall. That's a gamer. And this basket, <laughs> this basket coffee table, I kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah, I can take it. Leave it's it. garbage, but I want it. Yeah. Look at this, this, this trash fabric on the wall. I know. I don't even know. And it's that next is. to a window, but it's on one of those drapery things that you hold over a window, as if it's got its own little tiny window under there that you put garbage in front of. <laughs> this is like, are we taking dresses that were like worn by muddy children that? made our clothes in sweatshops and then putting that on our walls it's art now yeah <laughs> gotta love capitalism baby all right now i'm back with this article with the statement tiles statement tiles yeah floor-to-ceiling tiles give this courtyard a major wow factor that's okay. how you have to read captions of interior design this looks pretty cool it's hexagon tiles but if you picture a hexagon with two points at the top two in the bottom mm. one on either side it's like flat on the top and the bottom yep. hexagon, five sides. But just the six left. Sides. Oh, yeah, six. It's not a pentagon. So, okay, these hexagons, what they did is they drew a line from the upper left dot to the lower right dot and filled everything to the left of that line in a darker color. So the left point of the hexagon is dark and not the right point. And then it repeats. So it's got kind of like a sideways staircase yeah. effect. Yeah, it's an interesting interesting effect or if you look at it sideways it's like a, a outline of a house a child's drawing of a house with a red triangle underneath it oh i see it that way now too yeah it's a cool effect i dig it don't hate it it's very now, uh it's very trippy 
this indoor gardens. <laughs> indoor gardens all day. Yeah, totally. Plants in the house. Plants next to my face when I sleep. Plants everywhere. Uh, cane detailing. What the fuck is that? Uh, indoor gardens. Breaks my heart. <laughs> cane detailing. Oh, it's... What? Cane? Cane cabinets? It's cane? These cabinet doors are made of cane. I don't yep. get it. Neither do I. That's like it. sugar cane? It must be like cane, the kind of plant. It looks like a thatch. Yeah. You remember the... It wasn't wicker. I think it was called thatch. The seats that lots of stuff was in the 80s. Like in between your... What was it? Like pine wood dining room set with the thatch. Oh, yeah. I still have... I have like the, the dining room table with those one chairs that everyone has that everyone's parents had like yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s. It was 90s. like a cross weave of tan colored and it made the circles. Yeah, I still have... I still have that thing. Yeah, that shows that you were a good kid because no one in my family has any of that anymore because me and the other kids of my generation stuck pens in it and stuff. <laughs> sat on it with a marker in your pocket yeah, and tore totally. it. The 80s was the era of furniture that kids destroyed easily. Yeah. We had like vinyl seats that I remember cutting with everything that I sat on with. Yeah. Like Swiss Army knife or something in my pocket. We just cut everything. I think that I destroyed a lot of furniture as a kid. I'm sorry. Here they are. These are the exact seats. The next one down, it has the seats with the exact... So I guess this is Kane, and it's coming back. Yeah, I guess so. Ew, wow. It's all cyclical, man. Styles are all cyclical. Here, I gave a little zoom. See if you can see what I'm talking about. These circles that form... Although this is nicer, actually. It's yeah, this a is a little darker. updated for sure. Well, I think it wasn't sitting in the desert sun like my crap furniture i grew up with but these metal poles going around the, man it's very similar just reinforce a little better yeah and who is the, this photo in the background is like hugh jackman is this hugh jackman's 80s living room it's the wolverine <laughs> all right we can't uh get away from these other design things we have to mock to end up this last Decade? Decade of mockery. Yeah. Design. Get hold. Yeah, this is more about like uh, web design and graphic design and stuff. Gradients are a new trend of the last 10 years. Um, like Instagram's stupid logo that's yeah. just minimalist with a gradient. Instead of looking like a cool old camera that gave me rad retro feels like I massively preferred, they really should have been an option to have the old logo back because the Instagram icon was one of the funnest ones to click on. And now its current logo just feels meaningless and hollow and corporate. Yeah. And it I looks like that. other dot-com companies that have done the gradients thing. It just it feels like it feels it's, very hollow. Yeah. And uh, posery. And, like, it's just trying to copy another look. It's not special. It's like gradients are in again. The infinite scroll of death. Yeah, I can't stand that, man. You, you would rather open a fresh page than just keep scrolling? Yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, I like... I know you have to wait like 10, 15 seconds or whatever you wait for the next page to load sometimes. and uh, Well, there's a done right. Infinite yeah. scroll, if you can get a... Uh, like a, If the browser updates a link as you go down to where you're in effect on another page, then if you lose your place or come back, you can come back where you left off. But if something crashes or it loads too much and goes slow and you have to refresh... Then you have to do all that scrolling over again. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yeah. And I don't know, like, just, I, I like the experience of clicking a next button or something. Next page. I don't know why. I just, I just like that. Hand lettering aesthetic, especially if you're like, 
an organic coffee company or make craft beers. Oh yeah, yeah, you got the uh, calligraphy and stuff. I kind of definitely like handwriting styles. I kind of, as much as I want to mock it and call it bandwagoning, there is a lot of examples that I feel kind of open up graphic design to lay people and allow like a mom and pop business to have like an acceptable aesthetic along with these big corporations copying them. I kind of like that flow. Yeah, well, it's a weird like feedback loop because this, I mean, someone did this, someone had to be the first one to do this and really do it well. And then other people saw it who happened to be in like similar industries and they're like, oh, I really like this look. That's a good look for this type of what I'm doing. I think it comes from corporations trying to get like a down home mom and pop feel to certain things that are generally more expensive when they're buying artisan. So anything like artisan-y, they want it to look handwritten by the artisan. Well, I imagine like, because a lot of the big beer companies are actually responsible for selling like a lot of the craft beers and IPAs. and It's all like Anheuser-Busch and stuff, you know? But it's like, they just slap a different label on it and uh, you're good to go. Just give it the hand lettering aesthetic and charge a couple bucks more. Yep. Boom. That's not how it is with Bud Light Platinum. (laughs) The smooth, easy drinking... BLP goes down like delicious soda and uh, like is what Picard would drink on the Enterprise. Bud Light Platinum. Yeah, they had to edit all those out because uh, they Bud, Bud, I mean, Anheuser-Busch went and paid Picard the, that money, that Picard money. They don't know about that Picard money, man. But he never stopped drinking it off camera. That's true. Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> so this generic startup aesthetic, I buzzed this and I didn't really get what it meant. Is it just like the, in the example, this person's using a tennis racket and a very shiny jacket that they're wearing to play tennis with an unlabeled water bottle I think, in front of a... I think that this looks like a, for Soylent or something, because they have similar bottles with like that design where it's like white with a, I think, or maybe I'm just like imagining that now that I see this and it looks similar for some reason. <laughs> a disembodied manicured hand holding up a millennial startup product. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bright background and contrasting drop shadow encouraged. Oh, that's like 7-Eleven's new marketing. Oh, man, this is something that we've been making fun of off camera for a minute. But if you go in front of a 7-Eleven, there's all these pictures of their products put on top of um, a single color podium drop shadow, single color background. Mm-hmm. So it's just product background. And then, so it's not as cheap as just product over a single color background. They have like a little photoshopped in, like just square of the same color as a podium, mm-hmm. but the shadows never line up. Yeah. That's they're just, really weird looking. It looks like a drop shadow on a flat object and it's outside Seven Eleven, which is supposed to be like, you, where, where, you, you've got graphic design money. Who are you hiring yeah. to put these, click that right. drop shadow checkbox. <laughs> Can't even get the right drop shadow, you guys. So I see where Seven Eleven's getting at. Yeah. Uh, Quip, Superior, Hers, Care of, basically everyone sponsoring your favorite podcast. Yeah. Is doing this. Totally everyone. It's all apparently this Brooklyn-based branding agency, Red Antler. Oh. Yeah, is behind a lot of it, but they're not behind the default minimalism aesthetic. That. Yeah. I I, I feel like this is partly my fault because I'm so influential. I've been. <laughs> preaching minimalism and branding for like a long time at least i've been like a fan of it yeah yeah and it's apparently been working with other people because 
there's just a trend of like the some of the biggest and most groundbreaking brands also being the, the ones that are brave enough to go minimalist when brands like Frito-Lay have just gone full uh, vector shading 3D mm-hmm. logos for a while. It's like, how many slogans can we fit on here with the child's hand scooping the giant cereal and the <laughs> uh, not according, not actual size warnings and yeah, yeah, right. How many strokes can be on the font? Like, how many uh, outlines can be on the lettering for this product? <laughs> multiple, now, yeah, I like the multiple outlines, different colors. I like that. But now minimalism is hip, and I think minimalism is, is timeless. And this person, to be fair, is not discussing all minimalism here. He's just talking about the default minimalism that came into prominence um, of like lacking perspective and applied in a way that's lazy, bland, and boring, which is true. You can take minimalism too far, and it's just laziism. Then. Yeah, where it's just like just the name of the brand and like sans serif font um, over like white, like everything's white, and it's just the the name. But to put minimalism in a powerful perspective, when it's strength and brevity, I would check out the documentary Helvetica. Yeah. We've mentioned it before, but it was seasons ago, and it's linked in this article. Helvetica is an awesome documentary, and it also features the uh, Vignettis, uh, Vignellis. The Vignellis um, came to America as graphic designers and built a graphic design empire. They designed the logo for Target, for Sears, the national park system of the United States, the template for all of the pamphlets they designed. Oh, wow. And you'll notice it's all in Helvetica mm-hmm. and it's all very minimalist and uh, catalogs. So what we're used to seeing uh, of catalogs since the seventies, where it's like two or three um, columns mm-hmm. of text and items in the columns, traditional magazine format, they popularized that in the United States and kind oh, of, wow standardized formats for professional media that we take for granted today. And they talk about that in Helvetica. Yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, the Vignellis are amazing. Massimo Vignelli. um, And uh, with his wife, they designed a lot of furniture, too. Yeah. That you'd recognize. There's chairs and cups that you wouldn't realize they designed that were staples of the whole 80s and early 90s. Yeah, like office, a lot of office furniture through the 80s and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crazy. the one where the, he, you know, there's the, the mugs that have the handle, that the handle is like kind of open on the edge. I'm showing you a picture, but I'm hoping you might be able to imagine without me showing you. They're really common plastic mugs. And the, the handle was like a oh, half circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the open part of the half circle faced you. He originally had the top of the mug um, open too. So that when you filled it to the bottom edge, it would spill over the handle. And he designed it that way so that when your cup overflowed, it just where the handle is and you could expect it. And you shouldn't be overfilling your cup anyway. Yeah. But to sell them in America, he had to make the edge go all the way to the top. Because they're like, no, Americans are going to fill this thing at the top. Yeah. It's yeah. like, who walks around with the cup filled at the top? Yeah. America. Americans, of course. So that's just a chunk from the Vignelli yeah. um, uh, documentary. That's a different documentary. But they're in Helvetica, too. I double-dosed the Vignelli doc- documentaries. Yeah. Double-dose. Double-dose docs. Lella. Lella Vignelli is his wife's name. Massimo and Lala Vignelli, heroes and immigrants, by the way. 
Yeah. Proud Damn. Americans didn't weren't born here. Came here and, and made designed, us better anyway. Designed everything. Designed the future uses. in the name of America. Like this is American design that countries copy to this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But done by people that weren't born here. Yeah. That That's came funny. here to make a name for this country. Anyway, yeah. just saying. Yeah. That's it. I think we're. I think Holy we're crap! We got to put a bow on it. That's yeah. where we're gonna top it off, and carry this with you. Check out the notes. Tell your friends. Share some of these articles, and uh, perpetuate the cult. You know. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, love. Uh, greasy. Great. Radio Vegas rocks. Stay tuned for Kevin. Uh, Kevin and Brendan have a lot of awesome shows. This next show by Kevin... Oh, I was echoing that whole thing. This next show by Kevin's super good. Please don't leave. Stay tuned. And we'll see you later. Cheers. We did it, man. Ah! How do I stop it? How do I make it stop? Ah! <laughs>